in here. FM 96.9 The Game. WYGM Orlando. WJRR HD2 Cocoa Beach. FM 96.9 The Game. The home of Orlando City Soccer Club. Fox Sports trending now. Quick look at baseball as the Cardinals drop the Nationals today 5-1. to one. As St. Louis is up 2.5 on the Cubs and Brewers for first place in the NL Central, while the Nationals have just a one-game lead over both the Cubs and Brewers for the top wild card in the NL. Mets trying to stay in the hunt. Four back of the wild card at the start of the day. They trail the Rockies right now 4-2 to in the eighth inning despite Pete Alonso's 49th home run of the season. A's atop the wild card chase in the American League, but they're scoreless with the Royals right now in the eighth inning. Patriots quarterback Tom Brady was limited in practice today with a calf injury. They face the Jets on Sunday. Jets quarterback Sam Darnold says that he believes he'll be back for mono in week five against the Philadelphia Eagles. No practice today for Panthers quarterback Cam Newton because of his foot injury. Chiefs left tackle Eric Fisher will undergo surgery to repair a core muscle injury and is out indefinitely. I'm Dan Byer. We are broadcasting live from the Don Mealy Sports Subaru South Studio. Sports Subaru South Central Florida's new Subaru Superstore. Visit SportsSubaruSouth.com, FM 96.9, The Game, and iHeartRadio Station. The following is a paid program. The views and opinions expressed in this program are not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating. down that big old fairway don't want no hackers to get in my way the boys and me got a big nasa going we were born to drive it's the golf insiders giving you the inside scoop on all things golf now here are your golf insiders on fm 96.9 the game hey bring me another bucket of balls Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with my guest caddy of the evening. Yes, he's here in the studio. Mr. Jeff Babineau with the morning read. Good morning. <laughs> well, good be, afternoon, good evening. It's Sky Eye Golf, and uh, yeah, good to be here. It'd be morning um, over in Europe, and <laughs> they're probably still celebrating the Europeans in their big defeat of Team USA at the Solheim Cup in Scotland on Sunday. Wow, 14 and a half to 13 and a half. Babs, it was an amazing finish on Sunday. Uh, great for women's golf. So exciting. You've been covering Solheim Cup. I was at the LPGA when it was originated wow. 30 years ago. Wow. I remember when we designed the cup. First one at Lake Nona, right? Yeah. How about that, huh? And um, it's, you know, really just such an exciting finish. And I don't think I've ever felt so good inside a loss for Team USA. Yeah, I mean, I think you can walk away from that one, and there was no finger pointing or this player, you know, we lost because of this. It was 
it was everyone was lifted. The game was lifted. It was really compelling theater, uh, close throughout. I mean that you know when match play works, it's a lot of fun. And, and this week was a lot of fun. And you know, Europe pulled it out. They won the last three matches on the golf course. Uh, great venue, great fan support, great theater, and it should really help. As you say, it should really help women's golf. Eighty to a hundred thousand they had. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. Yeah, I was there around the first tee for the Ryder Cup in uh, fourteen. And it was exciting, and and this seemed even as or more exciting, watching the scenes play out. The, the first tee is such a cool scene with the singing and uh, and know, music. And you music, can hear that music dancing. Julie Inks is dancing in the crowd, and it just looked like a lot of fun. Uh, not not too much, you know. They they always tell the players have some fun. Well, it looked like they had some fun. Yeah, wasn't wasn't over the top, and they had to play in some tough conditions. So. There was there was some serious golf going on. We're going to talk about it uh, at length in our next segment. But uh, on Saturday, uh, Scotland and the weather rearing its its uh, ugly traditional A ways. Scottish sprinkle. Mm. Um, somebody somebody said something. It was weather you couldn't let your Scottish terrier out in. Uh, forty to forty five mile an hour yeah. winds. You know that sideways rain and you know just. Brutal conditions, and I saw some great golf on Saturday. Yeah, no, that that's challenging. You kind of want that over there. I think as a competitor, you want that. I mean, I went the first British Open I ever attended was '96 at Royal Lytham, and we had four days of 75 degrees and sunny with no wind. And I'm out there, you know, I, I brought turtlenecks and the sweaters and all that side, and we had none of it. And it's funny, the media played on Monday and it probably blew 40 miles an hour. And we got a taste of it, but I was so disappointed. I wanted to see the elements. And, uh, you know, going back to the Open a lot of years, you saw the elements. You saw that Saturday at the Solheim Cup. Players really have to use their imaginations, have to knock down shots. And and it's just, it it adds to the viewing pleasure. And within the last 15 minutes, um, USA went from retaining the Cup to potentially having a tie to losing the Cup as Suzanne Pedersen uh, who had played in just three LPGA events since an 18-month maternity leave. It's been quite a couple of years for Suzanne getting married, having a baby, and uh, she sinks a seven-foot putt on the 18th to secure the victory for Team Europe. Those of us who know, you know women's golf know who she's been for the European squad through the Ryder Cups. We know the controversy, and again, we'll talk more in our next segment with Steve Eubanks. But, um, you know, this was uh, also retribution, and what a way, you know, to uh, drop the mic yeah, and retire. Walk away. Yeah. I remember when Rosie Jones uh, put it out. She didn't tell anyone she was retiring uh, at the Women's Open one year. I think it was 06 at Newport, and she put it out on 18 and took her shoes off and left them on the edge of the green like a wrestler. I thought that was a really cool little retirement ceremony, but I, I probably would take a seven-foot winning putt for my continent over that. And uh, Suzanne is very fiery. Uh, spends a lot of time here in Orlando. You know, she's got an Orlando connection. And, and to walk away, uh, she said she didn't even know she was going to retire. So I got some goosebumps I, myself talking too. about it. It's pretty yeah. cool. What a way to go out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I didn't realize she's 37. Mm. You well, know? she started playing the Solheim in 02. It's a long time. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, so we'll, again, be talking a little bit more in our next segment. But, uh, hey, we're in the, the 
2019-2020 season. And um, big win over the weekend for Joaquin Neiman, a 20-year-old player. You know, yeah, another exciting young phenom, right? Tell us a little bit about him. He's from Chile. He won the, uh, you know, the Masters. you got to give credit to the Masters. I mean, a lot of people thought Augusta National and those folks kind of lived in the, you know, in the 50s kind of with some of their regulations and the way they would approach things. Well, they deserve credit in having the foresight to start these amateur events. I mean, in, they started the one in Asia that pr- gave us Hideki Matsuyama, future star, and uh, a couple of years ago at the Latin America Championship, we got Joaquin Neiman, a winner, and you saw he was going to be a star for tomorrow, played the Masters. He isn't 21 yet. I mean, it's amazing. Two 20-year-olds have won out there on tour in the last couple of months with Matthew Wolf, and I just love that these kids are fearless, and they just come at you, and, and they're ready to compete, and Neiman had played pretty well through the you know midsummer on or so, and a uh, really good win for him. Yeah, and, um, you know, great, great tournament, the Greenbrier, um, you know, the military tribute. They, you know, have very successfully moved to the fall and, and kicked off the, you know, the wrap-around season or new season, what, however we want to refer to it. And this week, we've got the Sanderson Farms. Sanderson Farms, Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, you know, you, so you get a collection of, Veteran players and these young kids. 18 rookies in the field. Yeah, 18 rookies. Uh, These guys are ready to go. The Scotty Schefflers of the world, you know. uh, Joaquin Neiman's playing again this week. He's not a rookie. um, But, you know, it's where we saw basically Cameron Champ emerge last year. So it's kind of a cool time of year. You see this young talent. uh, You know, you have 11 tournaments now in the fall to kind of make some hay. And and Sanderson Farms, they do a nice job there. they got a really nice golf course. They put a lot into it. It's the first time in 52 years that they're not up against another tour event. So they're really excited about that. And, and you know, it's golf, and there's a nice purse, and there's going to be a, a, another tour champion come Sunday. Eleven events, as we know, that, you know, helps these new players rack up FedEx points. We've got a clean whiteboard. We've started over. Uh, Brant Snedeker quoted as saying, you know, you can't get into the tour championship if you're not playing a few of these fall events. Yeah, I mean, it's a, we look at it as a chance for these young guys right off the Corn Ferry Tour, but it's also these veterans, it's a great chance to get going. And that's why you see Brant Snedeker there. You see Zach Johnson out there, Jason Duffner. You can't wait until January, especially if you're not in the Tournament of Champions. You know, show up at Sony, and you're, that's 13th event of the year, you know. Uh, we might see Tiger. By the time we see Tiger play, he might play, we're talking to Joe LaCava one time, he might play two of the first, like, 18 or 19 tournaments of the year. You're so far behind. So, uh, you know, the the big players think they can kind of spot the rest of the field and, and and still make their hay and get to the Tour Championship, but it's certainly not easy, not as easy as it used to be. Speaking of Tiger Woods, uh, there's some breaking news on that front. Would you like to share with our audience? Well, I mean, it's interesting. Tiger signed his uh, – he's got a couple – couple months or, you know, maybe into November until he has to name his four captain's picks for the President's Cup. Which is in December because it's in Australia. Right, in December, their summer. And he signed off the other day in in red ink. They crossed out the word captain, and next to it on his letter was playing captain, which (laughs) I'm trying to come up with a word for it, and I come up with arrogant, really. I mean, he hasn't played at all. 
he's got some really good horses on the outside looking in, and you'd think he'd have waited to see what he's got. He's playing in Japan. But if he's really going to play in Australia, he's, he needs to add a little more than that and and show something, you know. So Yeah, you're looking uh, at now as one. Uh, Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland's on the outside. Uh, Ricky. Ricky Fowler. You know? And uh, Patrick Reed, Patrick who we Reed. know, you know, Captain America. He loves the fight. And when it yeah. comes to match play, it's a pretty good. Pretty good horse. You got yeah. Jordan Spieth on the outside. I mean, you'd think you would wait to see how it plays out to kind of declare yourself. He didn't say anything beyond that. And it could have been playful, but it certainly seems like he's in. You know, Tiger. He doesn't yeah. do anything unless yeah. he means it, does he? Yeah, there's usually an agenda there. So uh, I guess you're going to see Tiger playing in Australia in December. That's what people want to see. So, And we know it's it. good for TV ratings. Yeah, it'll help. Your thoughts on President's Cup? Waiting a long time. Maybe that. Maybe it's that's tough. good. It's tough. You know, I, Ernie Els is the captain this year. I know Ernie pretty well. I mean, it's just such a barrier when they get all those guys in a room and they don't even speak the same language. Uh, it's hard to pull that team together. Uh, you know, you got some of your top stars. Jason Day has been a little off. So you're not top heavy, you know, with, with world rank players. It's, and veterans. It's a tough road, you know, to beat. And the, and the U.S. has a good young side. So Tenacious. It's a tough deal. Yeah. Well, we've uh, got a few more months to see what's going to happen. And, um, uh, you know, again, it'll be fun because we'll have golf probably in prime time. Won't yeah, we, from, from yeah. a 12-hour yeah. difference? I think so. Um, and, and great, you know, Royal Melbourne. You know, awesome place golf place where you want to see the golf course. It'll be fun. It'll, it'll be match play. And as we just saw this weekend, when it works, it's a really cool thing. Well, we got a lot more golf talk coming up. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. We'll be right back. The heavy ride continues heading east on I-4 between Osceola Parkway and State Road 535 and also between John Young Parkway and Par Street. Westbound busy, too, on the interstate between Fairbanks Avenue and Robinson Street. And we're still seeing a heavy ride east on the 408 between John Young Parkway and I-4, as well as north on 417 between Colonial Drive and University Boulevard. See traffic problems? Call the SafeTouchSecurity.com traffic tip line at 866-676-8477. From the Traffic Center, I'm Paige Carrera. Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com slash hire. Tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops this year with the new 2019 Fall Arrivals. Introducing the strikingly new T-Series irons from Titleist. Featuring the T-100 iron designed as a player's iron, the T-200 iron, a player's distance iron, and the T-300 iron, the complete game improvement iron. All pure Titleist. Let us help you find the right set and get custom fit today. Just a few of the new releases you'll find at Edwin Watts Golf Shops over the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee serving golfers since 1960. Golfers, the 2019 Central Florida Golf Card is better than ever. Play 12 primetime courses during golf's prime season. Now through May of 2020, just $99. Get yours at 2019centralfloridagolfcard.com. Play Kissimmee Bay, Rio Pinar, Remington, Sanctuary Ridge, and eight more prime courses with a cart for just $99. Quantities are limited. Get yours now at 2019centralfloridagolfcard.com. That's 2019centralfloridagolfcard.com. 
My Golf Spy named Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver the best value in their most wanted driver test for 2019. The new Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver, fairway, hybrid, and irons are pound for pound the best for performance, technology, innovation, and price. Get EXS ultra premium performance and innovation without the ultra premium prices. Visit touredge.com for tour news and demo exotics at your local PGA Superstore. Tour Edge Exotics, the best value for the best performance in golf. Golf Central Magazine is the Southeast's oldest and most respected golf magazine covering turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. For 19 years, no other regional magazine has covered golf industry news, clubs, resorts, and real estate communities like Golf Central Magazine. Golf Central Magazine features golf industry leaders, associations, teaching professionals, and dedicated volunteers that are helping to grow the game. Find the latest product reviews, trends, and technology inside Golf Central Magazine. Go online and get the latest copy today. GolfCentralMag.com, GolfCentralMag.com. When the golf course architects carved out the fairways at Kissimmee Bay Country Club, they kept all the natural beauty intact. With its stunning cypress trees, majestic oaks, and intriguing water hazards, Golf Digest nominated Kissimmee Bay as one of America's best. Beautifully maintained with newly renovated greens, Kissimmee Bay will bring out your A-game every time you play. Kissimmee Bay, just 25 minutes from downtown Orlando. Book your tee time today, 407-348-4653. For more than 35 years, Sam Sneed's Tavern is one of Orlando's favorite and most recommended restaurants in Central Florida. From light bites to some of the finest Angus beef, chicken, ribs, and fresh seafood, Sam Sneed's will surely satisfy your appetite. Sam Sneed's cozy, relaxed atmosphere is perfect for casual meetups or special occasions. Join them for lunch, dinner, or happy hour. They offer catering and private parties, too. Go to Facebook and Instagram and get hungry. Sam Sneed's Tavern. More than a meal. It's a legendary experience. Sunday afternoon, the Bucks face off against the New York Giants. Catch pregame at 3, kickoff at 4. Listen live on FM 96.9 The Game and AM 740. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders in the house. Holly G. Along with my guest caddy, Jeff Babineau from The Morning Read and Sky Eye Golf. And uh, we're going to waste no time because he was there for the entire week in Scotland, and he can give us the play-by-play of how those last three matches went down. Babs, Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post joining us to fill us in on those final moments from the Solheim Cup. Hey, Steve. How are you, Holly? Fantastic. I was saying at the top of the show, Never felt so good about Team USA losing. I mean, I, of course, didn't want them to lose. But, you know, in the end, uh, it was just fantastic for women's golf. And um, as someone who was part of the initial team when I was at the LPGA that uh, put the Solheim Cup together 30 years ago, oh, my goodness, I was only 14, uh, (laughs) you know, it's always had a special place in my heart. And it's awesome to see how it's grown and what it's turned into. Well, I got to tell you, Holly, that that first one over at uh, I, I guess over at Lake Nona, wasn't it? I right. Mean, it kind yeah, of right. A, a friend, yeah, a friends and family gathering. It looked like. Yep. Um, th- 
this this event at Glen Eagles was extraordinary. I mean, 90,000 people for the week. Had 20,000 people out there on Saturday when the weather was so bad you wouldn't have put a Scottish Terrier out there. But they stayed. They stayed four deep on every fairway. They watched every shot. They cheered enthusiastically. It was it was an extraordinary week all around. And I got to tell you, I've been to a lot of a lot of really good big events, and uh, this is this is very near the top of the list. Uh, the golf was tremendous. The sportsmanship was outstanding. There's really nothing to complain about. I think it's a watershed moment, not for golf, but for women's sports all around. Steve, with so many rookies there this year, players had a chance to kind of step up and, and make a name for themselves, be seen. Uh, who who really jumped out, do you think, and uh, put, put themselves out there for the golf world to see? Well, I got to tell you, I mean, even though she ended up on the losing end of the deciding point, I would have to say Marina Alex made more friends uh, this last week and fans uh, than she ever ever has in her career or ever ever made in the future. She was just terrific. Uh, she really took some partners that were having trouble and and uh, carried them for some critical uh, points and half points, uh, and then played terrific against Suzanne Pedersen down the stretch. I mean, it's not as though you can say she ended up losing that match. Suzanne just snatched it. Agreed. Uh, she played that 18th hole as good as it could be played, and uh, and just you know Suzanne beat her. So uh, and then her display of sportsmanship afterwards, the big smiles, the the hugs all around. Um, look, you've got to leave this week being a Marina Alex fan. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know she she made a good putt. Uh, was about a what 10, 12 footer. You know. It it uh, just sort of broke at the end, I guess. Uh, you know, maybe just misread it a touch, but certainly easy to do. And boy, she fired a shot right in there after Suzanne hit that beauty in and backed it up. You know, to seven feet on eighteen. I mean, those were both just a couple of quality shots. It, it really the difference was the backspin. If Marina's ball had spun the way Suzanne's did, she'd have had a tap in. Instead, she had a slippery downhill putt where Suzanne's backed up beyond the hole, and so she had an upfield seven footer. So uh, Suzanne's putt was easier from the get go. Uh, Marina ha- had one that was going to always slip to the right, always going to be slick going down that hill. Uh, so it, it would have been miraculous if she had made it, but uh, uh, you know she hit a good putt. You know, golf doesn't get too many walk-offs, and you have Suzanne Pedersen make a winning putt for a continent and then walk away from the game, which was that a complete surprise there on the media side? And then, you know, secondly, what what is women's golf going to miss without Suzanne Pedersen in it? Well, I'll tell you, I think not only was it a surprise to the assembled media there, I think it was a surprise to Suzanne. She thought that she might do this, and then afterwards, I mean, she had a conversation with her husband, and she and she just said, it doesn't get any better than this. Why would I ever come back since everything from this point forward is going to be a letdown? She wasn't sure initially she was going to come back after having Herman anyway. So just to come back to the game for this event and end up walking off the way she did, uh, nothing short of extraordinary. And, and yeah, when when she's gone, Babs, it's going to be it's going to be a different world just because of the fire and intensity yeah, that she love brought. the fire. Yep. Yeah, she's I mean, she's sort of the he, Ian Poulter of the women's <laughs> Euro squad, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, if if Ian had a look that would cut holes in you, then yes, yeah. uh, she she does, she is that. But uh, you know, look, Suzanne, yeah, I've been on the the receiving end of that stare more times than not, and it just kind of sends. Sh- uh, shivers down your back when she looks at you that way. Yeah, well, um, 
I think it was sweet, Steve, to be able to see that flip side of her. You know, uh, yeah. 37 years old. She just got married, um, just had her first baby. How adorable, you know, as she was just hugging him off the green, uh, that little cute uh, toe head, 18 months old, I think now Herman is. And, you know, you just you get a glimpse into a player and here's somebody now has the opportunity to really enjoy being a mom and, um, you know, having a young family. You know, and the great thing about this, Holly, is so few athletes walk away when they should. I mean, think about it. Everybody hangs on too long. Every boxer you've ever known, they stay in the sport, you know, one fight too long. Every every football player believes they've got one more season than them when they actually don't. It's so rare that you walk away on top uh, that, that we remember it. I mean, Ted Williams hit a home run in his last at back, but, hey, that was half a century ago. So, you know, you, you remember those things because they happen so infrequently. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a, a perfect capstone to a career, and and uh, let's hope it's something that we do remember for decades to come. You know, and golf just has this way of writing these amazing endings. Uh, you know, for those who don't remember, in 2015, there was the controversy about, you know, Suzanne not giving the putt uh, to the American player. She took a bunch of heat for that, you know, a few Twitter storms. Yeah. And then um, in, in 17, she was, you know, fighting injuries. And, you know, for somebody that had contributed so much to the Solheim Cup, to the LPGA Tour, and, you know, to Team Europe, to go out on this note really is, um, you know, special. It's, it was the perfect redemption moment. Uh, and, look, I, I was there in, in 15 in Germany when that happened, and I can tell you, that that was the turning point. The Americans rallied around that moment. Uh, now, in hindsight, four years later, was it that big a deal? Probably not. Uh, you know, it was it was a it was poor sportsmanship on her part, but it was the heat of the moment. Uh, you know, and and she thought she was in the right, and continued to think that throughout the end of the day. It wasn't until the day was completely over that she realized, wait a minute, I've I've turned the whole world against me. Uh, so. I think that the fact that it was that rallying point for the Americans, that it was something that really was the deciding factor in the Cup, to be able to come back and win it for Europe four years later, you just couldn't write that. I mean, fiction would, would dismiss that as being too, far too far-fetched. Uh, so just, just, a, just a terrific way to end. We're talking to Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Steve, you know, we, we had this exciting, compelling competition. Uh, we always want to know what it means. What's it going to mean for women's golf? What, what do you feel is going to be the leave behind with what we saw at Glen Eagles? Well, there are several. I think, I think people who tuned in for the first time, and a lot of them did. I mean, I, I understand that uh, this was the most attended women's sporting event, not golf event, women's sporting event in Scotland's history. Uh, it, the, the viewership numbers were off the charts yet again. Uh, and the Solheim Cup has become a little bit like the Olympics. You don't actually have to follow uh, golf or women's golf. Every two years, you're tuning in for this thing, and that, that has shown a steady progression. So I think you're going to have some fans who realize, hey, you know what, there's some game out here. These girls can really play. Uh, it, it's no longer, oh, gee, that, you know, they're slow and they don't hit it very far and you know, the scores aren't very good. Uh, that's no longer the case. People are tuning in and realizing, this is some compelling uh, athletic performances, and, and hopefully that'll carry over into normal events now. 
Well, there was a little bit of an issue with slow play. Not that I, I want to put uh, uh, the water on the uh, on the big victory. But, um, but you know, the conditions on Saturday were just absolutely brutal. And uh, let's face it, on, on Sunday there was a lot on the line. And let's uh, give USA its due, six rookies. Uh, this wasn't like, you know, a runaway. My gosh, in the last, you know, 10 minutes we went from USA retaining the cup Nope, tie. Whoops, Europe, you know, winning. It was uh, amazing. It really was an amazing link, and it was the last match left on the golf course, the last putt on the last hole. Uh, it just could, couldn't have gotten any, any, more, uh, any more dramatic and compelling. And close, you're right. I mean, it was a, it was a close contest right up until the end. So, um, look, I, I, you know, I, I know everybody was like, oh, my gosh, just hit the shot. How can you be this, this slow? Um, if you stood out in that wind on Saturday afternoon, it would have taken anybody four and a half, five hours to play. If you were just out there playing with your buddies. If you were out there playing with your buddies, you would have left. You would have walked in long ago. I saw Lexi Thompson hit a drive as hard as she could that went 190 yards, which means Babs and I are going to hit it 140. <laughs> so, uh, <Or> <laughs> yeah, and Lexi is uh, is not short. We know that. No. Yeah, no. it was uh, – Scottish uh, Lynx weather at its best. And uh, final hats off to Julie Inkster, uh, terrific captain, you know, one of our best in, Fun, in golf. Classy. Yeah. Uh, you know, three, three Peter at ca- the captain's uh, ship. And uh, sure would have liked to have seen her win a third time, but is always, you know, graceful. And uh, it was just an excellent competition all the way around. Absolutely. Perfect, perfect role model, great sportsmanship. Everything about this event uh, was, was world-class. Well, to read more, go to globalgolfpost.com. Check out Steve's fantastic article and wrap-up of the Solheim Cup. Always great to spend time with you. Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Polly. Good to be with you. All you're, right. you're listening to the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. More golf talk coming up. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. The heavy ride continues heading east on I-4 between Osceola Parkway and State Road 535 and also between John Young Parkway and Parr Street. Westbound busy, too, on the interstate between Fairbanks Avenue and Robinson Street. And we're still seeing a heavy ride east on the 408 between John Young Parkway and I-4, as well as north on 417 between Colonial Drive and University Boulevard. See traffic problems? Call the SafeTouchSecurity.com traffic tip line at 866-676-8477. From the Traffic Center, I'm Paige Carrera. Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com slash hire. Golfers, the 2019 Central Florida Golf Card is better than ever. Play 12 primetime courses during golf's prime season. Now through May of 2020, just $99. Get yours at 2019centralfloridagolfcard.com. Play Kissimmee Bay, Rio Pinar, Remington, Sanctuary Ridge, and eight more prime courses with a cart for just $99. Quantities are limited. Get yours now at 2019centralfloridagolfcard.com. That's 2019centralfloridagolfcard.com. 
My Golf Spy named Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver the best value in their most wanted driver test for 2019. The new Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver, fairway, hybrid, and irons are pound for pound the best for performance, technology, innovation, and price. Get EXS ultra premium performance and innovation without the ultra premium prices. Visit touredge.com for tour news and demo exotics at your local PGA Superstore. Tour Edge Exotics, the best value for the best performance in golf. Golf Central Magazine is the Southeast's oldest and most respected golf magazine covering turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. For 19 years, no other regional magazine has covered golf industry news, clubs, resorts, and real estate communities like Golf Central Magazine. Golf Central Magazine features golf industry leaders, associations, teaching professionals, and dedicated volunteers that are helping to grow the game. Find the latest product reviews, trends, and technology inside Golf Central Magazine. Go online and get the latest copy today. GolfCentralMag.com, GolfCentralMag.com. When the golf course architects carved out the fairways at Kissimmee Bay Country Club, they kept all the natural beauty intact. With its stunning cypress trees, majestic oaks, and intriguing water hazards, Golf Digest nominated Kissimmee Bay as one of America's best. Beautifully maintained with newly renovated greens, Kissimmee Bay will bring out your A-game every time you play. Kissimmee Bay, just 25 minutes from downtown Orlando. Book your tee time today, 407-348-4653. For more than 35 years, Sam Sneed's Tavern is one of Orlando's favorite and most recommended restaurants in Central Florida. From light bites to some of the finest Angus beef, chicken, ribs, and fresh seafood, Sam Sneed's will surely satisfy your appetite. Sam Sneed's cozy, relaxed atmosphere is perfect for casual meetups or special occasions. Join them for lunch, dinner, or happy hour. They offer catering and private parties, too. Go to Facebook and Instagram and get hungry. Sam Sneed's Tavern. More than a meal. It's a legendary experience. 96.9 The Game. FM. HD. Online at 96.9thegame.com. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app. And on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. An iHeartRadio station. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you, Jake. That's just the way it is. Don't play at Pebble. Won't pay the price. I love my Muni. I think it's nice. Swing in the house drives my wife up the wall. She shouldn't worry. I don't use a ball. It'd be good to just make a We're back. The Golf Insiders in the house, Holly G. Along with my guest caddy in studio this evening, Jeff Babineau. Our very own Jeff Babineau. Former president of the Golf Writers Association of America, longtime editor, senior writer from Golf Week, now with the Morning Read, and the big kahuna of communications at Sky Eye Golf. Right. Can't keep up with you. Filling up a business card. Huh? That's right. <laughs> Our resumes are long, long, long in the golf business. <laughs> <laughs> Except for this guy. He... Um, Another past golf writer's yeah, president. Yeah. Uh, did you pass the torch to him? No, no. I was down the line. Down the line. his administration. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, uh, it's Bob Herrick from ESPN joining us now. And big win this past weekend, the first of 11 events, Bob, as we kick off the new tour season. Joaquin Neiman, 
Uh, we were talking about him earlier. Popped up on the um, on the Latin American uh, Junior Tour, and boom, twenty years old, winning his first event. Yeah, well, you just took me down memory lane there. You're making me and Bab seem old. <laughs> and, uh, and that uh, that uh, ne- Neiman makes us seem even older. I mean, oh, wow. it's just incredible, really, to think about a guy. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, he's. Uh, to, to do this at age 20 and um, and you know it's funny about that is he turned pro like a year and a half ago and and, and he, he he was sort of you know didn't have didn't have a great start he kind of sort of sort of forgotten a little bit and that's how how fleeting fame is and yet you know here he is all of a sudden now and he, and he gets a win and it just shows you, you know, it's a reminder of what we thought of him as an amateur you know that he was that it was an up-and-coming player so Great for him and great for the game. We've got you know this slew of, um, of of young guys who've come right out and uh, and shown no fear. Got a good friend just had his first baby, big time you know golf fan, and uh, I said, "You better get that golf club in his hand already. He's a month right. old because we just had a winner who was 20. <laughs> you know, it's kind of you think about it like going way way back. We had some. We had some like really prominent players who who didn't take up the game until that age, roughly like Larry Nelson, and, right? Larry Nelson, sure, and Calvin Pete, and 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 then you know you had you had guys uh, of of not long ago who you know, maybe didn't start playing golf till they were in high school or didn't get serious until you know, nowadays. It's it's just incredible to think how seasoned they are, and and you just wonder. Could that even happen? I just don't think it could. I mean, I just don't know that you can make up the time uh, to, to, to get that good and to, to be so competitive with these guys who've been, you know, really putting in the effort at the game for so many years. I, to me, what's amazing is how they've knocked down the wall of intimidation. You know, when you, we used to talk to the veteran guys around town here, you know, your Marco Mears and Corey Pavins and Payne Stewart's and they talked about stepping out on tour and how intimidating it was. You know, these, you know, Nicholas was out there and Trevino and Raymond Floyd would stare a hole through you. And these kids come out at 20 and it's not just kind of showing up on the end of the range. I mean, they're just ready to compete and win. This Victor Hovland, amazing, you know, he's a fascinating guy to watch to me. He's going to win out there real soon. I mean, what do you see one or two real big factors that lead into this uh, non intimidation? aura out there i think it's it's just got to be the fact that that um you know they they play a high level of golf uh for many many weeks uh out of the year uh as juniors you know as as college kids and and there's so much golf on tv and they they can see so many other players and i think they can compare their games and go you know i can hit it as far as that guy you know, my, my short game, you know, I, I think there's the, the, they know so much more. I think back in the day, it, there was just more of an aura. You didn't see them up close all the time. You know, to, to run into a Raymond Floyd for the first time, or even like Tiger, Woo. you know, you, you would not have really had the opportunity to have seen them that much even on TV. Uh, now, you know, they're on all the time, and, and so you kind, of, you kind of feel like you know them a little bit. I think that breaks down some walls, and uh, but more than that, it's, it's just the experience. I mean, they've, these guys have played against their peers and beat their peers for years. Uh, and now it's just, Hey, you know, I've done it at this level. I'm going to do it at the next level. 
And uh, it doesn't mean it's easy. I mean, there's certainly examples of guys who haven't blossomed right away, but, but, but I don't think they've not blossomed because they're, they're fearful. Um, I think it's more just because how, how competitive it is. Yeah, and depth. I mean, 21 rookies, right, that are, that are coming in. Global players. Global players. Um, you've got this Sung J.M., we were just talking about uh, rookie of the year played how many events? This guy is bionic. He plays them all, I think. Yeah, I think it was thirty-two or thirty-three, maybe, and or thirty-four out of old 44. school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and um, you know, I it, it's it, I, I don't know if it really hurt him much. Um, I, I think maybe he benefited from that in some ways, but I, I also think you know, kind of being a little bit more selective and picking golf courses that suit you more and skipping the the ones that don't is probably going to serve him a little bit better, um, you know, sort of quality over quantity. But for now, at that age, you know, um, and there's a lot of these guys are like, hey, look, what else am I going to do? I'm a young guy. I'm, you know, I'm, I don't have a family yet. I love to play golf. I'd rather play in a tournament than just be at home and, and work on my game. And Hey, you know, I can, I can, uh, I can see that clearly. That's a, that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that approach. Well, speaking of uh, being at home working on his game, um, what's the word on Tigger? Looks like he's uh, put himself in as playing captain. You got any news on that? Yeah, you know, I'll I'll be honest with you. I think that story last week got overblown, and you know, we were guilty of it too. Um, but I mean, he Tiger has written these blogs for the President's Cup website like three or four times, and every time he has signed it. Uh, you know, play, you know, where it says President's Cup and then the word captain is, uh, is lined out and he puts in playing captain. And, like, I don't know the people. He's, he's done that each time he wrote one of the blogs? Yeah. He, like, he wrote one right after the Masters and said the same thing. There was one earlier in the year. And I, I just know people didn't ca- ca- catch on to it. Mm. And I think, I think this time, you know, he, he or his people, let's be honest, who – you know, how, how closely is Tiger looking at that thing? Um, I, I think that they um, that they uh, didn't think through having that on there uh, because clearly, you know, that, that, that sent some ripples. And, and I, they, you know, I think they kind of like made a point, the tour over the weekend made a point to say no decisions have been made. Um, and let's be honest, I think if Tiger has picked himself at this point, that's probably not a great thing. I think he needs to show something in Japan. Uh, I, I, I don't have a problem with him picking himself for a lot of reasons um, because, uh, you know, I, 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 it's the President's Cup. It's not the Ryder Cup. You know, I think there's some intrigue in the idea of a playing captain. Um, but I don't think he can pick himself if, if he's gone four or five months with, with really no results. I think- and uh, so, you know, I think the Japan event showing some form me, me, does mean something. I think, Bob, it was the fact that maybe a little thicker Sharpie was used this t- this time around. <laughs> he brought yeah. one from Trump when they played. <laughs> you know, he he. Uh, it's it's obviously that decision is going to get a. I've seen all sides of it. Oh, he'd be selfish, and then you see. You know, Matt Kucha talked about this at the Tour Championship, and Kucha, who's on the team, is like, why wouldn't he take himself? Like you know, like he he won the Masters. He's Tiger. He he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. You know, he brings something. You know, so you've got you've got all different sides of this, and um, you know, I 
he claims, the tour claims, no pressure from them. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Right. It, it, there's there's got to be some inherent pressure for him to play. It gives the event a little bit more of a boost. Ka-ching, uh, ka-ching. Sure. It's, I mean, I, I don't get the sense that the event's a sellout. You know, um, and so if it's not, well, then obviously he's going to sell tickets. He's going to draw more eyeballs to TV. I mean, you, you just can't ignore the commercial aspects of this. Um, I realize it's a competition that 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 uh, that does matter, but yet you've got then you've got the whole other aspect of of um, uh, you know the fact that the U.S. has dominated this thing, you know, and and it looks like they have a dominating team on paper again. I mean, if you ask me, if you put me in a debate class and ask me to argue either side, I think I could very easily. I think I could make make a compelling argument why he should pick himself, and then there's a compelling argument why he shouldn't. You know, and I'm not sure either one is wrong, uh, but um, it's going to be interesting to see. But again, I I really think it, you know, for for this to have more legitimacy, he's got to show up at that Japan event. And I'm not saying he has to contend to win, but he's got to show some form. You know, it's been a, it's been a long time since he's really done much. He needs to play more than Suzanne Pedersen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, you know, and then let's let's not forget Tiger had that little minor, so-called minor knee surgery. Um, Now, you know, we've seen him around a good bit lately. He looks, he doesn't look like he's hobbled at all. He was at the tennis, the U.S. Open. He went to a golf course uh, design project where he was photographed last weekend. He was at the UCF football game there on the sidelines. You know, I mean, so he's been out and about. It's not like he's walking around in a in a cast or a walking boot or anything like that. He, he looks like he's okay physically. Obviously, you can't tell about his golf. But now the question is, and the answer we don't have, is how much has he been practicing? Has he been able to really even resume yet? Has he, has he, has he gotten into its hole? Because and, and he's not going to show up in Japan. Kind of like last year, if you think back to the Phil event, the, the Hero World Challenge, I didn't think Tiger, you know, in retrospect, was ready to play at either one of them. And and I think he needs. I, I think that you know he was trying to just take a lot of time off. I I think he needs to ramp up here starting October first uh, or so and, and get ready to play a golf tournament if if he's really going to be a factor as part of picking himself for Australia. Well, we've got three months till the event, believe it or not. So uh, we will stay tuned and keep the conversation going. Thank you, Bob. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Bob. All right, you're listening to the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back. My Golf Spy named Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver the best value in their most wanted driver test for 2019. The new Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver, fairway, hybrid, and irons are pound for pound the best for performance, technology, innovation, and price. Get EXS ultra premium performance and innovation without the ultra premium prices. Visit touredge.com for tour news and demo exotics at your local PGA Superstore. Tour Edge Exotics, the best value for the best performance in golf. Golfers, the 2019 Central Florida Golf Card is better than ever. Play 12 primetime courses during golf's prime season. Now through May of 2020, just $99. Get yours at 2019centralfloridagolfcard.com. Play Kissimmee Bay, Rio Pinar, Remington, Sanctuary Ridge, and eight more prime courses with a cart for just $99. Quantities are limited. Get yours now at 2019centralfloridagolfcard.com. That's 2019centralfloridagolfcard.com. 
When the golf course architects carved out the fairways at Kissimmee Bay Country Club, they kept all the natural beauty intact. With its stunning cypress trees, majestic oaks, and intriguing water hazards, Golf Digest nominated Kissimmee Bay as one of America's best. Beautifully maintained with newly renovated greens, Kissimmee Bay will bring out your A-game every time you play. Kissimmee Bay, just 25 minutes from downtown Orlando. Book your tee time today, 407-348-4653. Golf Central Magazine is the Southeast's oldest and most respected golf magazine covering turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. For 19 years, no other regional magazine has covered golf industry news, clubs, resorts, and real estate communities like Golf Central Magazine. Golf Central Magazine features golf industry leaders, associations, teaching professionals, and dedicated volunteers that are helping to grow the game. Find the latest product reviews, trends, and technology inside Golf Central Magazine. Go online and get the latest copy today. GolfCentralMag.com, GolfCentralMag.com. For more than 35 years, Sam Sneed's Tavern is one of Orlando's favorite and most recommended restaurants in Central Florida. From light bites to some of the finest Angus beef, chicken, ribs, and fresh seafood, Sam Sneed's will surely satisfy your appetite. Sam Sneed's cozy, relaxed atmosphere is perfect for casual meetups or special occasions. Join them for lunch, dinner, or happy hour. They offer catering and private parties, too. Go to Facebook and Instagram and get hungry. Sam Sneed's Tavern. More than a meal. It's a legendary experience. Our 2019 iHeartRadio Music Festival. The artist you told us you love on the iHeartRadio app. Hosted by Ryan Seacrest from T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Watch live on the CW app and CWTV.com. And listen on iHeartRadio this Friday and Saturday at 10 p.m. Capital One is a proud partner of the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Bringing great products and access to unique and unforgettable experiences to our customers. What's in your wallet? Have you checked our station website yet today? No? Well, what's the holdup, mister? It's the perfect way to get the latest sports news and opinion. Follow and share with your favorite hosts. Check it out now, 96.9thegame.com. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah. We're back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G along with one of our best caddies, Jeff Babineau in the house from Morning Read and Sky Eye Golf. So Babs, my Buffalo Bills, we got to talk some football here. Two and oh, looking good. We got the patch, you know, we're kind of looking behind. I only see the Bills. I don't see anyone else. We'll see how that one goes. Uh, I think we had this Josh. This Josh Allen. I think. Um, I think we got a QB first time. He's thrown uh, for what two hundred yards since Jim Kelly. I seven, think there's some hope here. Row, seven yeah. consecutive yeah. games with two hundred plus yards well, passing. That's exciting. I, you know, I like seeing teams like that with a great fan base when they're playing well. Get the fan base excited, you know, and make a little playoff run. I'm all for that. So it's perfect timing to bring in our next guest, who appears to be a suffering Steelers fan up in the Steel City, Mr. Gary Van Sickle from Morning Reed. Hello. Well, you must be so proud that the Buffalo Bills are somehow better than the Dolphins and the Jets. 
Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, and we've got... We have, have a pulse. That's, that's, that is something. <laughs> yeah, and we're playing the Bengals this week who are 0-2. So, you know, there's there's some hope here. we got to get a little bit of momentum because, you know, after all, it is the Bills. No, I, I think you're getting cocky. You think if you're taking the Bengals lately, I think it's already too soon. Well, well I, I, it, 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 like Jeff said, who doesn't... You know, teams are down long enough. You'd like to see somebody different. So who doesn't want to see Buffalo, you know, have a little joy in their otherwise grim existence on the shores of (laughs) the big lake and the beautiful Lake Ontario. Yeah. You know, so. Well, there is a golf connection, you know, our very, very dear friend, Sherry Major, who miraculously runs all the media affairs for the PGA Merchandise Show, which happens here every year in January in Orlando, where we have 30,000 of the golf industry that invade beautiful O-Town. And her husband, Andy, is the VP of Operations for the Bills. And uh, Sherry, God bless her, moved from West Palm Beach back to (laughs) Buffalo. Of course, that's where they're both from. And, uh, you know, we have to give a big shout out to Sherry. Yeah, you know, and, you know, Rochester's not far from Buffalo, and there's a couple of really good courses in Buffalo, and Rochester's got a couple of really good golf courses. So it's a great golf area. Yes, I it like is. I play golf. I like to watch golf. Yours truly grew up in Rochester, and uh, home course, Oak Hill Country Club. Thank you very much. Nice. And uh, Craig Harmon, my pro, played with a few years behind Mr. Sluman, who's doing pretty well on the Champions Tour. Yeah, there's, there's uh, with the exception of you, there's some big names there from, from that area. <laughs> Dudley Hard, is he a semi-local? Um, not D- Dudley, no. but, um, oh, who's from Horseheads? Um, oh, Joey yeah, Sindelar. Joey! That's New York, yeah, but yeah, Dudley, Dudley either was from there or lived there for quite a while. So yeah. Dudley was in the Buffalo-Rochester area. That's right. about the question. He and... He and Sluman were co-owners of a, of a public golf course there for quite a while. That's so right. I think they sold it out. Yes, you are sold absolutely right, actually. Um, I think it was out in, um, in Spencerport, somewhere between Buffalo and Rochester. But we digress. Uh, Mr. Van Sickle, I want to get your – I know you're going to jump on this one. Um, your, your thoughts on the Solheim Cup. Uh, there's been a lot of conversation about the slow play issue. Uh, you know, we've talked about this. What do you think in terms of the PGA Tour and golf in general that we can do with, with this? Uh, because it, it, it is challenging, you know, especially to watch it on television. Well, I didn't really notice it that much at the Solheim Cup because TV does a good job of cutting away to other things. But when you find out that the final twosome on the Sunday single finished in, I don't know if it was 520 or 5 hours and 40 minutes, you're like, they're playing twosomes, and it wasn't windy. So there's just professional golf has a slow, slow play problem because it allows it to happen. The European Tour two years ago had an event called the, slow, the, the Shot Clock Masters. And this is what I've been writing about for years. You know, the way to really put an end to it is to have a shot clock to have, so it's gray, so it's black and white, instead of being a gray area. They had a tournament where there was a shot clock, <laughs> And you had 45 or 50 seconds to play your shot. And I think you were allowed maybe three timeouts in a round. And only, I think only three or four penalties were awarded. And two of them were in the third round where two guys go, I forgot about the shot clock. 
Okay. It was done. They knocked a half hour off playing time. But what that tournament did, what, did was it put this gray area into black and white where here's a number. Here's how much time you have. None of this, well, you were out of position. The group ahead of you, was, well, maybe the group ahead of you was just fast. Maybe the group ahead of you all holed out from the fairway, and now you're on the clock. And they just don't back it up because the rules officials don't want to, you know, they have a relationship with these players. They don't, they don't want to impair a guy's livelihood. So they did it in Europe. It worked. The only way to solve it is to put a shot clock in. You know, I think Bryson DeChambeau was surprised when uh, he watched some video recently and timed it and saw how long he was actually taking because to him it didn't seem that long. And I think a lot of these ladies who go, well, I'm not really that slow, is like I think if you watch the video and see how long it is, you will go, oh, did I really take three and a half minutes to line up a putt? Yes, you did. So I, I don't think the players who are committing the infractions are aware of how egregious they are and some of them don't care because why should they no one's going to do anything about it so until that happens nothing's going to happen until penalties are inflicted nothing will change and that's what i expect it's much like congress uh there's some new bill coming up don't worry it won't pass nothing ever happens filibuster it's a yeah a, a filibuster or they get you know we're busy impeaching somebody else doesn't matter <laughs> nothing will get done well I was surprised to see at the U.S. Open Tennis Championships that they have put in a time clock on the serves. Nadal, in the final match, was given a timing violation, a big point in the match. And, you know, he, you know, it was like after the match, he said, hey, you know, that's what, that's why it's there. That That is way cool. You know, baseball's made some minor steps in trying to speed the game up. Because among the many reasons millennials aren't into baseball is it's compared to their little video screens, it's pretty slow moving. Even football tried to speed the games up, but they did it the wrong way. They did it by leaving the clock running instead of eliminating the real culprit, which is all the timeouts after the changes of possession, you know, for TV commercials. And really baseball is the same problem. How long is the, in, in, the, the stretch in between half innings? Well, they got to have all this time to get commercials in. The pitcher needs six pitches. He's ready to go. Let's just keep the game moving along. But TV has slowed these things down, and now viewers want to speed it up, so they're going to have to find a way to accommodate accommodate that. And uh, I don't know if anybody's going to, unless you get a sponsor who wants to. You know, I'd love to see some some watch company decide, let's get behind this and brand our tournament the, the slow play uh, preventive right. tournament. You know, let's be the shot clock. Well, Gary, of, Gary, you know, I'm, so. I'm getting a slow play motion from the engineer here. So we got to we got to go. You are, you are a doc two shots. Son. <laughs> well, I had to explain it all. That's right. But it wasn't well, really that slow. Check the video. Check out all of Gary's great stories on the morningread.com. Gary Van Sickle, thank you so much. And Babs, we're wrapping it up here. Uh, are you going to go with a rookie at Sanderson Farms, or are you going to take a veteran? We got Brant Snedeker in the field. We got Lucas Glover. How about Lucas I like Glover? Lucas who's Glover. I like Brian Harmon. How about his game three. turning around lately? Yeah, it's been pretty good. You know, ten years since he won the Open, uh, but he's been in the mix. My Victor Hovland guy. He's not in this week. There's a young kid, Robbie Shelton. 
Keep an eye out for him. Played at Bama. He looked like a tour pro the first day he played at Bama. How about Scotty I'll, I'll Scheffler? Get, I'll take a, yeah, I'll take a young guy. Give me a young guy. You're going to go with a young guy. Um, who likes to play at this? I'm go young versus old. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm going to go Brant Snedeker old, and I'm taking Sun J.M. I just <laughs> like this kid. Keep betting him. He plays every week. All right. Well, speaking of every week, we'll be back next week. The Golf Insiders, 6 p.m. We're out of here. Bye-bye.